0: Episode 23. Basketball is back. Hold on. Let me say that again. Basketball is back. Like y'all really do not understand how good it feels to say that the NBA is back. And the first set of games is in the books. As far as the seating games, they did the little scrimmages or whatever. But now the games actually have meaning. So. Quick, I'm just going to do a little recap of everything that I've seen so far in regards to the NBA bubble. Some of the things I do agree with, some of the things I'm kind of scratching my head. But as of right now, the NBA has put together a brilliant product. Right now, you see the uh, Major League Baseball kind of scratching, trying to figure this stuff out. They keep having to cancel games. More and more players are turning up with the virus. Um, NFL is still in the air as far as what they're going to do. And then I seen where college sports, at least college football, because right now, you know, we're getting close to when football would normally start. Um, they announced that I think they're just going to do 10 conference games or whatever, because I know, you know, here in Kentucky, the U L. U.K. rivalry is huge in both sports, really all sports, basketball, baseball, football, anything U.K. L, best believe the whole state will be tuned in. So they took the U.K. L game off the schedule. Not quite sure why, but it's off the schedule for now. So a lot of these other leagues are kind of scrambling, trying to figure out a game plan on how they're going to try to keep it business as usual. Even though, you know what I'm saying, right now, no fans are allowed, but the NBA has figured it out. Now, granted, I understand that when you're talking about baseball and football, you're talking about way more players. I know for football, as an example, it's like you got a 53-man roster, not including uh, personnel, uh, managers, physicians, stuff like this. I mean, you're talking about 80 to 90 people per team. And depending on how they're gonna do it, you know what I'm saying? That's constant travel. That's constant coming in contact with other people. And you have no idea where they've been at before they come to the games, you know. So it's almost like rolling the dice versus the EBA. They're all on one campus. And they're trying their best to control the traffic as far as coming and going inside the bubble. And that way you actually can control the virus. So if everybody on this campus has negative results, nobody's tested positive for the COVID-19, then you really don't have nothing to worry about unless they come in contact with something outside. I know in the beginning they said a few players tried to order uh, some food or whatnot to have it delivered. And not sure if they've or if they've even approved them to continue to do that, because that's like you coming in contact with somebody on the outside, and now you can contaminate everybody else. That's why the Lou Williams thing is huge. Like it may be small to some, but in the grand scheme of things, like that is a selfish act. Like it's an unfortunate situation that he had a death in the family. So they dismissed him to you know what I'm saying, here it takes some time off. We ain't even started the the real games yet. So take as much time as you need, go be with your family or your loved ones. We'll see you when you get back. But then not even twenty-four hours. Here goes the pictures of Lou Williams in Magic City. Wings or not, bro, like come on man, like if that picture doesn't get out. You come back to the bubble as if nothing has happened. Now, say you come in contact with somebody while you in there, because you obviously was shoulder to shoulder or around enough people to where you could have a picture taken, a selfie taken at that. So you come in contact with people and then you just come back to the bubble as if ain't nothing going on. And then y'all out there sweating and guarding each other and doing this and doing that. And then, boom, you done ruined ruin the whole big picture like it's ruined. The NBA is trying to give people some form of entertainment and allow the players to compete and finish out the season. And they've invested a lot of time and money and efforts. But you got to think in a time right now when unemployment is just at an all time high, like Great Depression high, like we living in some rough times right now. And you got to think somebody has to service all those players. Somebody's got to provide the meals and room service and keep the venues clean and this and that. So that is also allowing people the opportunity to have employment. And you're talking about some wings? Like, come on, bro. Like, man, you could have did that takeout. You could have had that pulled up, brought to your car or something. I don't know how it works down there, but I know just based off of restaurants and stuff here, they do curbside service. So don't say you just pulled up for no wings. Bring nobody going for that. Stop it. Especially when there's other entertainers, Jack Harlow and all of them in the building. Like, nah, bro, that's selfish. But like I said, that's just my opinion. I saw where a lot of sports commentators and stuff like that was going off. And then everybody <laughs> felt like they was being attacked. Lou Wills felt like they was being attacked. And Montrez Harold comes to his aid. and um. Um, and I'm like, that's what's wrong with these players today. Like everybody's sensitive. Like, man, they got a job to do. Their job is to report what's going on in the world right now when it comes to sports. So if a picture of you sitting around in Magic City pops up and the NBA is in the process of trying to get this bubble off the ground, then why wouldn't they report on that? Why wouldn't they talk about that? And like Kendrick Perkins said, like, dog, you a 15, 16 year vet. You come on, bro. Use your common sense. And then as far as Montrez Herald, I think he has some family matters that he had to tend to. But it's like you come into the defense of somebody else and, bro, they're going to do you the same way. When you come back, dog, you're going to have to set out. You're going to have to quarantine until you pass whatever requirements that they got to get you back on the court. But it's like, man, this is social media stuff, man. Just everybody's so sensitive. I don't get it. But anyways. Back to the bubble itself, like I sat down and watched the scrimmage games. And of course, they're literally, you know, what I'm saying like preseason games, basically, you know, everybody got a chance to get in, get some good minutes, somewhat try to get a little rhythm going. And then we have opening night, which was Thursday. I'm going to start with the Jazz and the Pelicans. That was a real good game. Real good game. Shout out to Jordan Clarkson. Like, I think he's finally found his role. Like, I wish he was a starter. but I think he comes off the bench. But when he got out there, bro, like, he was just automatic buckets. And I know this might be a little bit disrespectful, but in my opinion, I think Jordan Clarkson is a younger Lou Will. Like, even when he was with the Lakers and stuff, bro, like when he got in the game, he was an automatic bucket. Like he's offensively aggressive, like he's looking to score. And when he came to Cleveland, I thought he was going to provide that same aspect to the Cavs. But we all know that sometimes LeBron's game hinders everybody else. So they kind of had him standing around, waiting to catch and shoot. Or if LeBron's out of the game, try to get in and fit in, you know, wherever. But that's not his game. His game is give me the ball. Let me see what I can do with it. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to get a bucket. And he got hot the other night. And Brandon Ingram got hot the other night. I'm going to give that man an apology because I was one of them people where I'm like, man, he's been on the Lakers two or three years. He hasn't blossomed. Now, granted, I understand he got hurt. I want to say maybe his second year, he got hurt. And then you add LeBron to that mix. And again, like I just said, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of standing around, getting in where you fit in kind of thing. Like, that don't work for everybody. But I'm like, you know what? Trade him. Trade him. Do whatever you got to do to get Anthony Davis, blah, blah, blah. Trade the, the young players. And he goes to New Orleans, and he straight blossoms. And that's what everybody thought he was going to be when he first came into the league. And I'm, I'm glad that, that that young man is starting to get his shine because he's a monster he's a monster like he's scoring anywhere on the floor turn around fade away, jumpers step in threes driving finishing around a basket if he can just buff up just a little bit but I don't think his frame is going to allow him to do that I mean you know some people are just naturally slender but Brandon Ingram going off JJ Redick man I like JJ Redick's role on that team too They allow him the freedom to get his shots off when he wants to. He can drive and penetrate. I don't think I've ever seen him penetrate as much as I have with him on the Pelicans. But overall, it was a great game. Uh, Conley hit some timely buckets. Donovan Mitchell hit some timely buckets. And I like how they're starting to try to get Gobert more involved. Because, man, you can't be that long. And they only look at you defense like you got to figure out a way to use that to your advantage but zion and this is where i'm going to respectfully disagree like this kid is 19 years old and they gave him a four and a half month break he has access to the best trainers the the best cooks the best everything and in four and a half months this kid still ain't right Like, something else is going on, then I'd rather them just come out and say it than to keep putting the kid in for a few minutes here and there, then yank him out. Put him in here and there, and then just yank him out. Like, what's really going on? And I feel like the only reason why they put him out there on the court was because it's open at night, and the NBA is trying to sell a product. They want all viewers to tune in and look at their – uh games so if you got it scheduled to where zion is set to play first follow that up with a lakers clippers game then all eyes is going to be on the nba opening night so i get it but for the pelicans who are battling for a eighth spot in the west that's a game that you gotta have you gotta set the tone first game and that game was within reach And I honestly feel like if Zion would have been on that floor, he adds another dynamic to that team and it would have opened it up for the shooters on the outside because nobody would have had an answer for him down low. And I have no idea how that kid gets that left hand shot off because it looks like he's throwing up a prayer, but it goes in every time. Like he's efficient with that dude. Like he's, I don't even understand it. Like, He's in the post, but then he jumps and it's almost like a, a left hand scoop, but he's so far out to where I don't even I don't understand the English on that, but he's perfected it. But that's what I'm saying, like if he would have been on that floor, I think that game might have had a, a different outcome. But overall, it was an amazing game. And then you follow that up with the Lakers Clippers. And I think we all been waiting on that and I'm just going to go out and say it. I'm going to go out and say it. I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan. Yes. But I'm not a fan of this social media talking like this whole time. Everybody's been off. All we've been seeing is the workout videos and return to uh savage season and Wash King. And the only thing on my mind is winning a championship and, I'm taking names and flight 23. And it's just like, man, you, you, you hyping yourself up. So when you say those things, you got to back it up. Now, granted is one game, one game that don't have no meaning. So I get it. But like I said before, for it to be open tonight, we've been without sports for four and a half months. Like I feel like all the stars came to play but lebron and by that i mean that ad had an amazing first quarter he showed that he couldn't be stopped i feel like paul george had a nice first quarter he hit some big shots kawhi kind of struggled in the first he got in foul trouble whatever but start of the second quarter the lakers is up by 13. ad gets a breather lebron's on the court with the second unit and one would assume it's like, okay, Anthony Davis is off the floor, so now it's for me to step up, help build on this lead, or at least maintain the lead, you would think. But that didn't happen. And then next thing you know, Kawhi gets off. Kawhi starts cooking. And then they cut the lead down. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I'm not trying to hear this Uh first game jitters or we need to get our offensive rhythm and this and that because we've been watching you work out this whole time. All these videos of y'all shooting around even while you've been at the bubble, your little shooting sessions and stuff, you out there working on all these threes and this and that. But yet when the game comes, you don't see that. And for people that, that hoop, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's like you work on adding to your game, but then when you get on the court, you at least get some glimpse of what it is that you've been working on. If you've been working on a turnaround jump shot periodically throughout the game, you're going to see that you added that to your bag. And as many videos as we see of LeBron shooting threes, and he's out there with Kuzma and the guards, Quinn Cook, and this and that, and you in the rotation with them shooting threes, then you would think that by now, dog, hey, we need at least – Three to four of them every time you step on the court because that's what you're claiming to have added to your game, but you don't see it. He's taking them, he's attempting them, but nobody's scared of him as a three-point shooter. And that's just my opinion. Again, that's my guy. I'm not bashing him. I'm just giving my opinion. And a lot of times people comment on my post and stuff like that. And they're like, man, how can you be a fan? And do do do. I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm going off of what I see. I don't know LeBron. He don't know me. So at the end of the day, my opinion is just like anybody else's. It has it has no merit. It has no weight. But I'm just going off of, of, of what I see. Like you're sitting here practicing on all these moves, but they're all jump shots. But yet you get in the game and you don't put the pressure on the defense by taking jump shots. If you constantly show them that you can make that shot, then that's gonna open up the driving lanes. But instead, you just sitting out here dancing with the ball, put your head down trying to get to the rim, and then cry when they don't call. I'm like, dog, the Clippers are too disciplined. Paul George has guarded you the majority of his career in the East. Kawhi Leonard has battled with you on numerous occasions. You got Joe Noah. They've all these people have played against you, bro, and they're not afraid of you. Like they're they're actually waiting for you to come down there so they can try. Like, I honestly feel like Joe King Noah gets his rocks off by going at LeBron. So you're not intimidating nobody no more. So what is it that you're adding to your game to force the defense to have the game plan for something else other than to uh, load the box and build a wall to stop you from getting in the paint? And I feel like that's where he struggles against the Clippers because they take his strength away, the strengths of getting to the basket. They take that away. And I saw a few times where he would drive and try to kick to that that corner. But Kawhi would just telegraph it and jump right through it, take the ball and go. So it's like, obviously, they've studied him. They know his tendencies. They, they game plan for that. So now it's like, dude, you you got to show them something else. But anyways, back to the game, it's like you're sitting here waiting. Like, come on, bro. Like, what's really going on, man? You passive. You timid. People messaging me like, man, what's going on with your boy? Bloop, bloop, bloop. And I'm like, man, I don't even know. But then you got the other people. Oh, man, it's just the first game. It's just the first game. I'm like, nah, man. Like, you got to set a tone out the box, bro. If the Clippers would have beat them without montrez without lou williams and Kawhi having an own off game like he had a bad second half in my opinion paul george was cooking beverly hit some timely shots but if the clippers beat them oh man that's a psychological advantage out of this world and it's like you almost can say that they did beat them if you want to be honest like uh for them not to have their key pieces and it still came down to a last-second shot. To me, that's just unbelievable. And that shows you how tough the Clippers are. And real quick, I'm going to give a, a shout-out to Dion Waiters. Because I'm telling you, like, for me personally, I've never cared for his game. I've always thought he was a selfish one-on-one guy. And he's only out there to try to get buckets. Which I understand that's the objective of the game. But if you was playing street ball or 21, then cool. But in the middle of an organized game, you just disregard the offense and you out here dancing and dancing, taking step back shots and putting your head down, trying to get to the cup, like at the expense of the team's success. That's why I've never been a fan. And when he got with LeBron in Cleveland, I was like, oh, man, this ain't going to work. But then that's when they tried to say that the clash was between him and Kyrie. So they get rid of Waiters, and then Waiters and LeBron end up back together again. And in them last couple of scrimmages, it was him and J.R. Smith and Kuzma on the floor. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, this right here is just painful to watch because every time one of them touched it, they uh, was looking for their own shot, like, every single time. And then it got to the point to where J.R. Smith and him just standing in the corner, Deion Waiters, jack up a shot. Kuzma, jack up a shot. And I was like, man, how is this going to work? But I must say, Deion Waiters got off in the game the other night, and he created some shots for himself, and it took a little bit of pressure off of Davis. I think he was on the floor with him at the time. But Deion Waiters might be the key ingredient. If him and Kuzma can give anywhere between 10 and 15, maybe a 20 here and there. Then the Lakers might be alright. But man, that their defense is still in question, man. They gave up so many wide open threes, dude. Like that's the part I don't understand about the NBA today. Like nobody takes pride in defense no more, man. It's just like here, I'm let you get your shot. If you make it, you make it. If you miss, cool. But it's just like, for Paul, for Paul George to even come off of that screen and have enough space to just stop and pull up to tie the game, I think it was at 101, to just stop and tie the game at the top of the key. Like, bro, like you, that's effort. And I'm not saying, you know, you got to run, run into him and create a foul with him attempting to shoot a three. But I'm saying, like, for him to come off of that and get a clean, wide-open look, and just stop and pop, like, come on, dog. like And then Beverly, y'all just leave him open. Like, man, they still professional athletes at the end of the day. So it ain't like he ain't capable of making them shots. So that's something that I'm like, you know what, they got to figure this out. Because I honestly feel like if Montrez Hurl was in that game, he's a little bit muscular. He's more muscular than King Noah, in my opinion. He's He's younger. <laughs> he's more athletic. So if you're throwing Montrezl Harrell, King, Noel, you putting all these bodies at Davis, Zubac is back. You got to think Zubac ain't even been in the bubble, so he still got some conditioning and stuff he's got to work on. I don't know, guys. It might be a scary matchup. But back to my guy real quick. Like, okay, he hit two threes in the fourth. He started getting more aggressive or whatever. But I'm like, shit, it was almost too late by the end. Like, where is that at? early in the game set the tone because you don't realize that that helps the other guys get off and it's like i I, sometimes i don't understand it now granted i'm one of them people i'm like he's in year 17 like can't be looking at him too much longer to be here carry the team put us on your back bro like i've never heard of an athlete doing that and rest in peace kobe no disrespect But even when Kobe was late in his career like that, he he wanted to be that guy. But Father Time is undefeated, bro. Like You're not carrying anybody to no victories in year 17 and up. So just give that up. But overall, man, it was a hell of a game. They got lucky. Uh, (laughs) Kids, if you learn anything from that game is follow your shot. They always tell you follow your shot. And I know that's a a lost art per se because a lot of people – poles after they shoot the ball now but he was trying to draw the foul it didn't get called and it just so happened to hit the front of the rim and bounce directly in his path and he actually followed his shot so they won the game kudos to them i think they played toronto today and if i'm vogel i'm not playing them no major minutes the lakers almost pretty much got the number one seed in the books like i'm not playing them because i think now to the playoff start, every game is every other day. It's not worth it. Let them chill today. Be ready to play Monday. You know what I'm saying? Win maybe three, four games out of the eight just to lock your number one seed in. But outside of that, your goal is the playoffs. And real quick, last night's games, Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics. I'm standing by my pick. I think the Boston Celtics have a legit shot to come out of the East. And they legit almost proved that last night. But in my opinion, it came down to some questionable calls as to why the Bucks pulled that game out. Now, granted, the Bucks was blowing them out pretty much start to finish. Boston tied it, went up maybe one or two points here or there. But overall, the Milwaukee Bucks were the better team yesterday. But what I don't understand is the superstar calls that Greek freak and James Harden get like that. Like it made me so upset last night, fourth quarter a close game. I think it was like two minutes left, three minutes left and Greek freak is guarding Boston center. Can't think of dude's name. Um, it wasn't Cantor, the other guy. And, um. Uh, Next thing I know, dude just folds over like he didn't got hit in the groin or something. And the referee blows a whistle, stops the game. And at the time, Giannis had five fouls. So they go to the monitor to make sure it wasn't flagrant. But they said nothing malicious happened. Okay, so if it's not a flagrant, is it still not a common foul? You can't stop the game, go review something, but then come back with it's nothing like. He would have fouled out. So then the following play, he goes down and I'm sorry, bro. Like, it's going to sound like I'm hating and I honestly do not care. Greek freak. That's not a skill, bro. He's just getting downhill and Euro travel, whatever you want to call it. His strides are so long to where it's like his first step. He's already around the person that's guarding him. The second step is five feet ahead of The first step so you can't even cover that much ground as a defender so I'll give him credit for it I mean he can't help that he's able to control his balance and stuff when he's doing that move but it's like he's so out of control on a lot of his plays where he's just bulldozing switching back and forth getting to the rim but the balance I'll give him credit for being able to balance his his body but to my opinion, in my opinion, that's a charge. Even in college, it's like, okay, once you leave the floor, even if the shot has released, if you're coming down out of control, that's a charge. The referee called a charge. He, again, would have found out. But they go to the monitor. They review it. They give this guy an and one. So now the Bucks go up three. Boston comes down, takes a bad shot, I think, or turn the ball over, come down. Bucks hit another 3. Now they up 6. And Greek Freak is still in the game. He never found out, which he should have found out twice. And then the Bucks go on to win. And I'm saying to myself like, how how is this possible? But then the night before, LeBron goes to the free throw line one time. One time. The late night game uh last night. Rockets and the Mavericks. James Harden, 49 points. 21 free throws. And I'm like, how is this even possible? Like, take that lie back. LeBron went to the line twice. He was two for two. Two for two from the free throw line. Now, granted, I did say LeBron was not aggressive enough. So in order to get to the free throw line, you do got to be aggressive. I get that. But, man, they just got superstar calls after superstar calls. James Harden come, come down the court full speed. Me and my wife sitting there watching the game, and dude just jumped through a a double team and just threw his body to the ground. They call a foul. Both players on the map got their hands up. Dude just runs in and flings his body and falls to the court. Foul. Several looked like, uh, I think it was the overtime. The first time he come down, he tried to draw the foul, but they didn't call it on the layup. He come in, threw his head all back, and laid it up. Then he come down again. He throws that chicken wing with his right arm. Everybody forgets that he's left. He's a lefty. So he throws his chicken wing with his right arm to knock the defender off, and then he flails with his body to make it look like the defender knocked him off balance, and the referee blows it every single time, gets another and one. But, again, that's his game. He perfected that skill, if that's what you want to call it. But I'm saying, like, man, let the guys play. Like that, that to me is just ridiculous. And it's an, so I'm not one of them people where it's like, man, back in the day, the defense back in the day. Like, I hate that argument. But at the same time, this is a grown man's game. Like, you're supposed to be out here with the best of the best in the world. Just go out there and hoop, bro. Like, quit trying to sell calls. And, yeah, LeBron has been known for flopping and all that jazz back in the Miami days and Cleveland and this and that. He had a few moments with the Lakers. Matter of fact, uh, the other night, well, I want to say maybe it was a scrimmage game. He flopped out there and acted the other night. now I'm, I'm, I'm holding him accountable, too. But it's like, nah, just go hoop, man. But there's no way that Giannis gets 12 free throws Harden gets 21 free throws. LeBron's driving to the basket. And referee swallows it every time. Him and Kawhi start having words. I heard Kawhi speak for the first time. He's like, all ball. All ball. But I'm saying, like, LeBron don't get none of them superstar calls no more. And that's when it's like, to me, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. That's when I feel like the league is trying to force. The old heads out of the game because they stopped getting the calls that they would have got five or six years ago. LeBron used to live at the free throw line in Miami, just like Greek Freak. But now they got a petition for calls, man. He out there begging for calls. But um, real quick, so Boston let one go. You gotta, you gotta say, you know what I'm saying? Tatum had an awful game. I ain't seen Tatum ever play that bad. Tatum just had a bad night, and that game was still close. Um, I can't wait to see the highlights. I just woke up. I want to see the highlights of the Kings game. I saw where San Antonio pulled it out, but Fox dropped almost 40. So if Fox becomes offensive minded, it's over. It's over. They got a young, talented team, Buddy Hill out there with the trade ball. Like Sacramento might have something. Um, who else played yesterday? Portland. I'm scared of that. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm scared of that. Memphis dropped the ball yesterday, man. John Morant got off. That kid is amazing. That lobby caught. Now, like, man, that kid's going to be a force to reckon with. Hopefully he stays healthy and all that. But I think he's going to be the, the steal of that draft because Zion, there's no reason for that kid to be going through what he's going through right now. and He's that young. <laughs> I mean, you gonna have four or five months to get off. They said he's been working out and doing this and doing that. To me, he still looks heavy. And I'm a big guy, so I, I know what heavy looks like. He still looks heavy. For him to be that young and you have plenty of time to kind of cut that down, he looked like he can barely move out there. But anyways, man, Melo, <laughs> y'all got to put some respect on that man's name. Y'all cost that man a year or two of his career, man. I'm going to say really longer than that because they didn't use him right in OKC, nor did they use him right in Houston. Y'all cost that man some years, dog. And for a player like him, that's like an opportunity to climb up in the all-time greats list as far as scoring and stuff like that. So he lost a lot of years where he could have been putting up points and left his name in concrete once he retires. He may not win no championship, but as far as individual accomplishments, his name would be better than where it's at now. But, man, he hit some big shots in the fourth. Dane, CJ died like, oh, my God. If they end up in that eighth spot, man, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm telling you. About. Memphis better quit playing. Memphis better quit playing. I need you to pull this out. Do you not understand how the world would fall apart if the Lakers lost to Portland in the first round? Like, oh, man, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't even want to jinx them. I don't even want to jinx them. But that was a great game, too. Like, man, all the games have been good. I don't know if it's where we just been dying for sports or what. But, like, all the games have been good. I done watched every last one of them. We got, like, four or five games that come on today starting at 1 o'clock. It's raining here in Kentucky. I'm on vacation. I will be glued to the couch, not going nowhere, nowhere. So, I just wanted to do a, a quick quick recap on the bubble itself. Talk about these opening games, and oh, oh, oh! Wait, 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 wait! Denver, Denver plays Miami. I think that's the first game. Bobo, oh my God! If they insert him in that starting lineup, I honestly think Denver has a legit chance. Bobo's frame is slender, so it's gonna require him to stay healthy the way he moves. He's like one sprained ankle away from being put out. He he moves swiftly to be that big. And then he's, you know what I'm saying, going after the offensive putbacks and stuff like that. So plus he out there playing in low top Kobe's so that ain't a good recipe either but him and joker and uh mill murray like oh my goodness we're gonna find out today but man they might make some noise in the west real talk real talk because that kid bobo can't hoop that man was out there throwing everybody's shots took it off the backboard come down and stepped into a three deep three splash took somebody's shot off the backboard, run down the middle of the floor, catch it, and I'm talking about took off maybe about a step inside the the free throw line, two hand behind the head. I was like, oh God. Oh man, the only team I think that can match up with that would be the Lakers. And that would require McGee, Davis, and Howard holding it down. I don't know why McGee didn't get back in the other night either. But like I said, that's just the first game. But I can't wait to see how this how this plays out, man, because this it's wide open. Like, I honestly don't even understand why they doing seeds anyway, because there's no home court advantage. We're all hooping on a neutral site. This is just, hey, roll the balls out, let's go. Whoever wants it, that's who's going to get it. So I'm ready to see how this plays out, man, even though we still got two more months. But oh man this this playoff right here might be historic but we'll see We out Quick crank Leo ass toasted yeah. no competition I Anisha mean, coasting Yeah I feel so high I feel so live my body's in the twine. I Anisha mean, toasted. I feel so live